Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Emmanuel Iren, lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready, set, grow. Thank you, dear Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen and amen. All right. All right, get your Bibles out now. Philippians chapter 1 verse 3. Philippians chapter 1 verse 3. I want to read quickly. It says, I thank my God, Paul speaking to the church at Philippi. I thank my God upon remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making request for you all with joy. He says, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. Listen, this is God's dream for a local church. That your man of God, your apostle can say, I thank God for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. Can I tell you something? He's not just talking about your salvation. Otherwise, he wouldn't have said from the first day until now because your, your salvation is once and for all. He was talking about something deeper. You see, the Greek word translated fellowship is koinonia and it, it's translated in other places as participation or partnership. So he's talking specifically about how they contributed to the work, to the spread of the gospel. How they had become burden bearers. Can I tell you something? There is a popular narrative of what it means to be a Christian that is wrong. A lot of people just think, you know, that uh, you go to church regularly, you give, you know, and you do your best to help one way or the other. And so you're a Christian. No. The moment you become a Christian, the honor is on you to partner for the spread of the message. You are assimilated into a military force. And as a soldier... You are supposed to man and take your place, all right, for the spread of the message in your day. You are responsible. So Paul is speaking about fellowship. And I want you to ask yourself honestly, is that something you can say about yourself? Can God speak of your fellowship? You know, that's deep. You know, when God looks at your city and looks at you know, the people who are responsible for the spread of the gospel in your city. Can he talk about your fellowship in the gospel? Your partnership? So, God is he's, he's result-oriented. Alright? And he's seeing people contributing to the spread of the message. And he's looking for your efforts. He's looking for your energy. He's looking for your contribution. He's looking for your donations. Your gifts. Your time, your money, your prayers, fellowship. Say that I'm a fellow in the gospel. You know, a lot of professional, you know, professional bodies talk about fellows. How about you recognize yourself a fellow? Fellow, I'm a burden bearer. You know, um, Paul called someone a yoke fellow. Yoke fellow, meaning... He, he has, by his participation, he has lifted some form of burden from Paul. What a mindset. You know what Jesus said? Take on my yoke. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Meaning, Jesus has a yoke. So, he has envisioned 
that by your participation in the gospel, the burden on him will be lifted. By your participation. Think about that. Christ has a burden. Does that occur to you? That when he sees the way people are living in the world, he sees the things going on in the world, he has a burden. He has a vision for the spread of his message. He has an agenda. And you claim to love him. And guess what? If someone you're close to is going through something and can't share that burden with you, then is it love? What about the burden of Christ? What have you done about it? What ease has the body of Christ experienced since you came? It might be little. It might be on your streets. But we want to feel you. We want to feel your impact. We want to feel your impact. You know, it, I think it was the year 2009. One of the first statements I heard from God when I started hearing from God. He says, children are the responsibility of the kingdom, but sons are responsible for the kingdom. So there is an age where you just wake up in the morning and you say, mommy, what do I eat? And mommy makes breakfast for you. There's an age where mommy tells you, go and make food for the house. Children are the responsibility of the kingdom, but sons are responsible for the kingdom. The Lord told me that himself. So can I tell you something? If you don't have this burden, this compelling vision for the spread of the gospel in your day, maybe you're still a baby. It's time to grow up. Get responsible. Consider yourself a fellow. Jesus said, take my yoke. Many people have been believers for a long time, but they've not taken any yoke. They have no burden. They are not carrying any burden. And he says, take my yoke. You know, in John chapter 21 from verse 14 or 15 thereabouts, Jesus said to Simon, he says, Simon, son, Simon, son of Bajona, son of Jonah, do you love me? Think about that. What would you think if Jesus asked you that question? I mean, he came to you personally and says, Banke, Tunji, Jumoke, do you love me? Or you think he can't ask you that question? You listen, he's the same yesterday, today, forever. He still has the same burden. He's still asking people that question. Do you love me? Peter said, I love you. You know I love you. He said, feed my sheep. And they as they walked on further, he said, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? And Peter said, I love you. He said, feed my lambs. As they walked on further, he called him again. He said, Simon, son of Bajona. And the Bible tells us categorically, he says that Peter was grieved because Jesus kept asking him, I already told you I love you. You know what? He's going to keep asking you because you don't just prove your love by saying it. You prove your love by feeding a sheep, by your contribution, not just by saying I love you, not by singing nice worship songs that sound like R&B. As nice as those songs are, you're going to put your money where your mouth is. You're going to prove it, demonstrate the love that you have for him. Feed his sheep. He's asking you three times today. And don't just respond and say, oh, I love you. You know I love you. Well, feed my sheep. 
there are people to be reached in your city. People to be reached around the world. It's time for you to take that burden. Make it happen. Because in so doing, you'll be demonstrating your love for the Lord. Think about it. He said, go therefore teach all nations. <laughs> it's a big dream. If you are not thinking all nations, you are thinking too small. Some people don't understand our drive. It's the love of Christ that is motivating us. All nations. Oh, all nations. Think about that. Dream about that. We will cover Europe. We will cover North America, South America. We will cover all nations. All nations. All. Can I tell you something? When I check out of this world, the devil will make a huge sigh. But before he is done, he will realize several millions of people have been raised in my stead. Hallelujah. Let's do this thing. He said we should go. This Jesus that you said you love, he said we should go. Let us go. Let us go. Let us dream big for the gospel. Alright? I like what he said next. In Philippians chapter 1 verse 7, I read from verse 4 to 6. Verse 7 says, Just as it is right for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, insomuch as both in my chains and in my defense and confirmation of the gospel, you are partakers of my grace. Listen, so he's saying, I feel your contribution as if you are walking in my shoes. I feel it. He says, even in my chains, I want to talk about that briefly. You are partakers of my grace. You know what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 3? In Hebrews 13 3, the Bible says, remember them that are in bounds. Remember those that are in chains as if you are bound with them. As if you are in chains with them. And Paul is saying to the church at Philippi, he says, when I was in prison for the gospel, I felt your support as if you were in the cell with me. So I'm, I'm, I'm explaining what it means to be a fellow. Paul said, I felt your support. I, in my chains, you were there. That's so powerful. In my chains, you were there. Next, he says, in my confirmation. I'm going to talk about the, the third one. You know, I know he said confirmation last. In my confirmation, you know, it is only the Catholics that know a little about confirmation. They talk about confirmation, Right? What is confirmation? Strengthening the convictions of people. For instance, a lot of people travel overseas and because there are not enough gospel representation there, their conviction begins to dwindle, becomes fickle. Do you understand? People need strengthening. The gospel needs to be emphasized. And that's why we need to cover the earth so that no matter where you go, we got you covered. You know, gone are the days when people are maybe traveling to Abuja from Lagos and they come to me and they say, oh, pastor, I have to go for work. Oh, we are going to miss the church and all of that. No, we don't cry about that. We, we, we've covered Abuja too. <laughs> Think about that. Just the fact that, you know, by a simple obedience of the Great Commission, wherever you go, you don't have to be worried, you know, well, we're, we're getting to that point where wherever you go in the world, you don't have to be worried about a, fa a family assembly. God is expanding us. 
so that you keep being confirmed. And then he next he talks about defense. A lot of people don't know that defense is a crucial aspect of the gospel. It's a crucial part of the preaching of the gospel. You know, a lot of people avoid confrontation not knowing that is a crucial part. He's, he's talking about the gospel. He talked about his chains. He talked about confirmation. And he talked about defense. Defense. You know, I wish I had enough time to talk about this. There is something called competitive evangelism. Until you understand that evangelism is competitive, you will not have the drive that is required. Paul said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. It's a consciousness to have. There is a wrestle going on. So when we are trying to make sure that the word of God is glorified in a city, there is an idea already in that city that needs to be trampled. So when you're thinking about ideas that need to be trampled, think about the kind of financial investments that they have that are propping them up in the communities. So we cannot stay in a corner winking in the dark and expecting people to hear the gospel. You have to be competitive. Paul says, contend for the faith. He used sporting terms. I'm going to teach on that tomorrow. Like, like in a race. So you are, you are racing to win. He used the same analogy also. He says, don't you know that in a race many run, but one receives the price? He says, run that you may obtain. So that was Paul's mindset. There is a price. There is a race. Jesus said, every plant that my heavenly father has not planted shall be rooted out. So not only am I seeking the prevalence of the gospel, the prevalence of the gospel will be at the expense of other ideas. So when you are seeing... You know, some ideas prevailing. Okay, for instance, do you know that it has become normal now or it's fast becoming normal to be watching TV and to see a gay character on TV? Do you think that happened by accident? Those ideas were sponsored. Few years ago, it wasn't like that. Now, virtually every movie you watch, you see that. And that's just an example of how, how determined some people can be to project their message. What are you doing with the message of the gospel? What are you doing? What are you doing? If you don't see this way as a competitive idea, you will think we are doing too much. You will go to the wish list and you see the keyboard and you say it's too expensive. But when you realize what we are up against, you will know that it's not, it's, we have not even started. We have not even started. Hallelujah. I'm here to challenge you. Dream big for the gospel. Dream big. We will cover the earth. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Dream big for the gospel. Listen, you owe God your life. All right? He's the Lord over your life. Don't say, I have nothing to give you. No, 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 no. That's not true. There is something you can do. Because by the generosity of others, the gospel came to you. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. 
For inquiries, reach us on our helpline 0809-996-7000. Blessings.